Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Several years ago in 2012, a crack duo, one martial artist, movie expert, and renowned trigger of donkeys, the other ridiculously ginger-bearded and a world-famous Michael Winner impersonator, were given the task by an agitated Al Leon to watch every single 80s and 90s action movie ever made and do a commentary on them for a crime that they happily committed. Something to do with a Gary Daniels back parade, three tubes of strawberry jelly, and a perpetually greased-up Bolo Young in a Bolo tie. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentaries. This podcast explodes. Right, so do you want me to do it if I can remember the words? <laughs> Sure. Right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentary Podcast. I am Dr. Action. And I am the Kick-Ass Kid. And I am so rusty uh, that Judy Dench better get round here and lube me up as quickly as she can to get rid of some of the brown crusty bits. Oh, she's on speed dial. She'll be <laughs> right round. Hello! Uh, <laughs> It's Judy Dench here. Uh, yes, hello everybody. Wow, welcome. It's uh, Doctor Action, the Kick-Ass Kid commentaries. I don't know when we did the last episode, but it feels it, like it could have been last year. I think it was last year. It Bit of a brief hiatus. Yeah, a brief hiatus. Um, you had to. Well, you had how many babies have you had now? Is it seven more since last year? It's it's seven more, yeah. Yeah, seven seven yeah. more man babies. I don't know if you know this, but Doc is in the Guinness World of Records for being the only man to a have a baby and b to not be able to stop having babies. Yeah, it stings when they come out the end of your penis. Out of my knob, knob babies. In fact, haven't you sold knob babies to Disney for a, a, a large figure? Like the idea it's, that... a, it's a record fee. It is. And, uh, yeah, I get 12% back on the uh, back end. Oh, lovely. I love getting at least 12% in my back end, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 12% <laughs> avocados. Yeah. Uh, Shoved uh, up there. Which, by the way, is a life hack, to use an internet term. If you're looking for a cheap version of a butt plug, get a really <laughs> brand new, not ripe at all because they go soft, but get a really hard avocado, carve it into the old shape that you need and stick it right up the brown whiz way. <laughs> Works a treat. Uh, and then you can make guacamole afterwards. Um, yeah. Just like we used to do it when I grew up in Mexico. Yes, because for people who don't know, I am Hispanic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, That's, everybody thinks your name is John. It's Juan. It's Ita. Juan. Juan. Uh, yes, there are no uh, there are no J's in uh, in my life or G's. Uh, it's all no. just. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, no, Kenny G. No, it's it's uh, it's it's Kenny. Uh, <laughs> so it's fantastic. But um, yes, I forget what we were talking about. But yes, uh, make butt plugs out of avocados and then make a guacamole or guacamole. Uh, which is also a fantastic seaside game where you hit small defenseless creatures on the head with a large hammer. That is a good game. It is a good... It is one of the great games. Uh, it's up there with uh, Monopoly, Cluedo, and... Rounders. Rounders, and uh, uh, Chuck a Halfpenny, which... Uh, yeah, and <laughs> my, Dwarf Throwing. And, and, and Midget Tossing, as it yeah. used to be called... Uh, before everyone got so fucking sensitive, and now it's uh, dwarf uh, throwing, which is far more PC for a game that massively exploits uh, a genetic uh, growth issue that uh, the person in question has nothing uh, whatsoever to do with uh, and is just a, a, a situation of life. They were born that way, yet exploiting it for the sake of throwing them across the room into a large uh, Velcro dartboard, uh, calling it midget tossing, that's offensive, uh, so we go forward and call it people of diminutive size throwing or tossing or uh, something like that. That way we can still do it, we can still exploit them, but at least we're using the right words. Because if we've learned nothing in 2017, it's that words matter and actions don't really. So you can still do really offensive shit just as long as you use the right words. Yeah, if you murdered that person, no, I prematurely ended their life. That's all right, then. That's all. Be on your way, sir. And while you're at it, have an ice cream. Possibly a chocolate-dipped ready whip. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, uh, um, Yeah, so that's what we've learned. Um, yet again, uh, Doctor Action and the Kick-Ass Kid are uh, bringing you uh, important life lessons and important, up-to-the-minute, relevant things uh, that you can go out into the world and actually use without fear of being embarrassed uh, degraded or shit on, um, which does happen. Believe me, I have seen more than my fair share of people uh, be having bowels evacuated onto them uh, in public. It's, um, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an epidemic, but it's an epidemic. <laughs> it sounds like the kind of world I want to live in. Yes, sounds like a world gone heavenly. Um, <laughs> And uh, if anyone is triggered by this episode of Dr. Action, the Kick-Ass Kid, good. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you write a nice letter of yeah. condemnation. Our entire plan is to upset and offend as many people as possible, uh, because really, if we're all going to go down, and let's be fair, the world is really sliding very, very quickly into the giant devil-owned shitter, then let's all go down together and not give quite so much of a sensitive fuck about things. Yeah, but I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I think Donald Trump's doing a wonderful job at the... We've not spoke since he's been in power, have we? Have um, we the not, shows, have we not spoken since... since uh, it's, I've just checked, it's 13th of October, the that, last episode. orange, flabby, bulbous sack of child sick in an overlong tie and a stupid fucking hairpiece became leader of the free world. Uh, yeah, no, we haven't talked since that happened, and uh, well, I just want to say cunt uh, and twat waffle. That's really what I want to say uh, on that subject. Um, uh, or tronald dump, as I like yeah. to call him. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he is the leader of the free world. And um, what's wonderful is that recently a leader of a, a, a punk band or punkish sort of indie band from England uh, did a music video in which he was dressed up like Trump. Um, and uh, he was um, not allowed entry into California. Um, and then he was sent. <laughs> he was sent back on a plane from San Francisco to London without his uh, passport or phone, which had been confiscated. He got six hours worth of interrogation. Uh, then he was sent home, and his phone and passport were returned to him at England. So, as I'm coming to England in September, uh, if anyone uh, in the higher echelons of the United States uh, hears this, then I might not be allowed back into the country. Oh. So I might have to stay in England. Um, they'll say, well, they'll go, listen, boy, we listened to your last man standing commentary. And we heard you call him Tronald Dump. We don't like that here in Hollywood. Yeah, that, that's what will happen. I, I don't know why in Hollywood. they're in Hollywood. I thought they were all liberal. I, didn't, I, I, thought I don't know they why didn't they're like in Hollywood. It. Well, this guy, for some reason, is in Hollywood. Uh, we don't like that in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Gross Spit it out gross, <laughs> gross Gross Grossly Underestimating Your Your free speech Yeah Well no You see freedom of speech Is no longer um, Oh uh, no, no It's 2017 Isn't it Yeah it's 2017 There's no such thing As freedom of speech anymore No such thing as Gender Nope there's, well, don't even get started on that. I've lost uh, friends um, over a, a discussion about that um, where I suggested that maybe uh, maybe uh, people should just be happy um, that people are trying to uh, support um, uh, the trans community and stop lecturing them about uh, uh, all the tiny little minutiae, selfish little uh, identifiers that you want to go on about. Just be happy people are, like, on your side, maybe. And when I suggested that, I lost friends over it. So um, that's fantastic, really, when you kind of look <laughs> at a situation. and Because um, there was literally an article uh, written where um, I think the headline was, like, what cis people, apparently cis, and I don't quite know what cis means, and I'm not going to look it up because uh, uh, I, I, I don't care. Um, but uh, uh, I, I made two two comments. So there was, there was an article that was written that was, like, what cis people should know before they start supporting the trans community, something along, the, along those lines. And I was like, I don't really need to know anything other than they're people, and they should have the same rights as I have. And they should have the same freedoms as I have, and people should stop persecuting them. Like, I need that's what I need to know, right? And then there was this like long list of things that I needed to know that I was doing wrongly, and they were like, You're not really just by saying this, or just by going out and campaigning, or just by giving money, or just by stowing, uh, you know, marching, or whatever it is, that's not real support. What you really need to do is this long list of laundry list of complaints and things about identifiers and da 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 da. And I was just like, Totally understand all that. However, how about we start at the principle that, that at least people are on your side and then, like, move on from that? I made that point, and I also said that um, as a white heterosexual male who knows that he's a white heterosexual male, I reject uh, being identified as a cis person because I, I don't want to be identified as cis um, and uh, I would like to be identified as male, please. I made that joke. That angered everybody. And then I made a comment about shouldn't we all just 
get along. And apparently that angered everybody. So 2017 is going great. Um, because uh, <laughs> apparently loving everybody, that's the wrong answer, Doc. What you have to do is uh, make sure that uh, even though uh, you haven't spoken to the person before, if you go up to the person and say, I'm sorry, madam, would you move out of the way? Because I'd like to get to the grapefruits, please, in the, in the supermarket aisle. And that person, in fact, is not a woman, even though they look like a woman. Uh, they're allowed to be massively offended and punch you in the nads. Um, apparently that's that's fine because you used a pronoun and now you shouldn't use a pronoun. You should just go up and go, get out of my fucking way. Apparently that's that's nicer than than saying, excuse what me, madam. What the fuck are you? <laughs> you should go up to everybody and just be like, excuse me, I don't know what you are. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and um, hopefully that's, that's lost us 50% of our audience. So it's fantastic. Anyway, I would like to repeat, love everybody. Allow everybody to do whatever they want with their life, but people should also live in a reality where they have to understand that societal norms have been something for hundreds of years, and that is not going to change overnight. It's going to have to evolve uh, with language and experience and exposure and everything else. Essentially, things evolve, and while you can claim, oh, it'd be really nice if people, you know, um, came up and used certain words or used certain things, or used certain, like. That will happen, but it will happen over time. Why don't we just all try and get along? It's, it's, look, it's a complicated issue. No one's pretending it's not a complicated issue. Um, but uh, come on, it's, you know, it's just tiring. At the end, it's tiring. Uh, uh, whoever you are out there, I love you, and I will uh, stand up for your rights. Um, however, don't knock. What, what uh, about when they go into like somewhere and they go, oh, my transgendered friend, they've got missing, and they go, okay, so uh, what are we looking for, male or female? Not looking for anything. We don't know what they are. Right? How do you fill out a missing persons form on someone who wants to be identified as a you know half otter, part badger, uh, two thirds Lithuanian? In fact, what I did notice, though, weirdly enough, what I did notice is because you know the first time most people come across uh, um, uh, things like this would be when they're filling out forms, like because a lot of forms ask for your uh, race, ethnicity, uh, uh, gender, that kind of thing. Um, and I noticed that even like with all this going on, that the forms that I just filled out um, for my new job um, uh, were all still like, how do you identify yourself? And there was like four things, white, black, Asian, whatever. And then there was... Um, you put Asian, didn't you? I did. And then... Uh, <laughs> I, I put that. Uh, Aussie, I, mate. <laughs> I, w- I would like to be identified as a lampstand. Um, there was, uh, you know, and then, or none of the above, I think, is one of the options. But then when it came to gender, it just said male or female. And yet, New York City recognizes 30 different genders, uh, <laughs> legally recognizes them. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On all the forms that I filled out in New York City, I was only given two choices. There wasn't even an other choice, like other, uh, write in what you would like to be identified as. Um, so uh, it's not yet drifted down into the paperwork. Um, and as we all know, it's not real until it's part of the red tape. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone off on a whole thing um, and uh, not quite sure why, uh, but that's it. Doc, why don't we talk about this week what uh, film we are covering? We are covering a PM Entertainment classic starring Jeff Wincott. It is known... Little Willie Wincott. Little, little Willy Wincott. It's known as Little, little, little Man Standing. Last Man Standing. Last. Little Man Standing. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, Last Man Standing. It is a PM Entertainment classic full of car chases and meaningless uh, throwing people through glass, plain glass that is just there for no reason. You, just, you, you can't beat that. Uh, it's, but, the, well, it's the very best thing. Um, and uh, we were meant to do it about a year ago, I think. <laughs> Uh, with those literally Facebook posts where we were, oh, we're going to do Last Man Standing. And then we didn't. Um, yeah. And uh, then this whole summer, I haven't done an After Movie Diner podcast. And then I've done, I've got two now that are coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks. And uh, now we're doing a Doctor Action. So I just say, let's do it. Let's, the, the world needs us back in the hot seat, back in the driving uh, seat, back in the panel van with a small porthole window that isn't at all for abducting children. No. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's for uh, uh, sex parties uh, between <laughs> middle-aged accountants who want to reclaim their hippie youth. Yeah, my favourite kind of people. So we've got a load of questions uh, from Facebook. I think and we do uh, that during the um, episode uh, yeah, while so. the movie... Like, if the movie takes a quiet moment, uh, how about we pull that out? And then that way the episode isn't, like, three hours long. It's just... Yeah, I think that's what we should do. We'll do it in the middle of the, the, the film, I think, because then that way people have to actually listen. They yeah. don't just listen to the beginning bit and go, well, I heard my name read out. Um, <laughs> but I have to say... Uh, Doc put some uh, stuff up, and I put some stuff up, and the uh, the response has been pretty pretty good. Um, I know, wasn't expecting it. The response has been pretty great, um, and it, it seems to be that when I put something out for the After Movie Diner where I'm like, questions and comments, I get nothing. Um, and then when we put something out for Doctor Action and the Kick-Ass Kid, people actually step up to play. So I think maybe... Um, we need to do this more often, and I need to do the diner less. <laughs> no, I refuse. Um, yeah, it's been really nice, people. I, I thought I'll put that up. I'll put up a, uh, a post saying that uh, you know, I've not posted for a while, and people are going, where have they been? Uh, it's quite nice. Quite nice. My family don't even give that much of a fuck about me. No, um, you know, but it's... I could go away. I could go away if I'd have walked back in. If I'd have left in October and walked back in and gone, I've not been here in a while. They go, oh shit, he's back. He's back. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah, they would all hide uh, the the drugs and they would hide the <laughs> sex aids and everything that they'd been uh, using um, to cope uh, without you there. Um, Either that or, or you know, the, the house would be spotless and everyone would be really happy and you would come back and suddenly uh, chaos would ensue. I don't know. It is what it is. I have no idea. It is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, right, so... But, yeah, we're, we're watching Last Man Standing, where Jeff Willy Wincott plays Detective Kurt Belland, um, <laughs> and Gillian McWhorter, Squirter, uh, plays <laughs> Annabella Belland. Yeah, um, he's got my favourite actor of all time in it, uh, Michael Green, and he plays uh, Captain DeMeo. Yep, Captain yeah. Mayonnaise. Yeah, he's my favourite actor, he is. He was also in a film called... Um, Oh, he's in playing it against Sam. I do like that film. He's actually, he's actually. I was taking the piss. He's, he's been in some right shit, but he's been in some good stuff as well. And it's directed by the M in PM Entertainment, Joseph Mary. Yeah, that's uh, you. You're friends with him on on the Facebook, aren't you? Yep, we go way back. <laughs> <laughs> we went to school together. Yes, there we, we did. We boarded together at Oxford. We used to play lacrosse <laughs> uh, and water polo. Uh, trouble is, the horses kept drowning. Uh, that's a polo joke for people <laughs> who know what polo is. Um, so that's a disease that people got in the 1960s. It was. It? It's also a nice, refreshing mint that in the, <laughs> in the US is called a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, not yeah. only because. Not it... anymore. Not anymore. Can I have a lifesaver? Doesn't save everybody's life. You can't no. call it that. Well, also, um, if you choked on a lifesaver and died, <laughs> the irony there would be uh, pretty incredible. What? How, how did he die? Uh, lifesaver. What? No, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, a lifesaver, yeah. He choked on a, an extra large lifesaver. Uh, peppermint or spearmint? That would be my next question. <laughs> Spearmint, I barely touched her. So, <laughs> that doesn't work, but okay. <laughs> it, yeah, but it kind of does. It kind of does, if her name was Minty. Oh, like a, Minty. Like a 1920s <laughs> prostitute that had like a jaunty song, around, uh, song about her. You know what I'm, I mean? Like, I'm lovely working. little Minty, she is sure <laughs> squinty. When she bends over, you can see right up yeah. her ginty. Or whatever. <laughs> How much is it for an hour of your time, Minty? It's four and six. <laughs> four and I'll six. I'll show you a good time, so I will. Little old lady Minty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that script. Yeah. Eight-year-old prostitute named Minty. little <laughs> men in my time. <laughs> Oh, little old lady, Minty, your butt crack is so squinty. <laughs> she could, like, solve, solve crimes on the side of what's it? She solves crimes? What? She solves crimes on the What's it? So, uh, Minty, why don't you ever take a job with the police department? I heard more from selling my wares, yeah. namely my vagina. No, yeah. it's Because you know how they always do that? They They get, like... He's a doctor, but he also helps to solve crimes with the police. Or he's a world-famous author, but he also... He's a mentalist, or whatever it is. Like, there's always those sidekicks. They never have, like... She was a prostitute, a filthy lady of the night. But on the side, she helped the vice squad solve crimes. That's never a thing. Yeah, because I'm going I'm I'm to go and sell that, right, yeah. to, to uh, ITV, I think. Uh, and they'll go, so who do you want to play Minty? And I go, well, it's 2017, so 80-year-old lady. I was thinking probably Idris Elba. Yeah. 
it's, and it's they go, said, I like the way you think. I don't know go, why they're American. Go, In the script, it says she's an 80-year-old lady. How about we cast a 20-year-old Asian Jewish man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I don't think you understand this script. Get rid of this guy and get a writer who will write it as a 20-something Asian Jewish man. Uh, With so, no sexual agenda. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I did have I did have an idea for a web series um, that I never filmed, but the idea was called Bum Cop, uh, and it was <laughs> it was he's <laughs> during the day he's a hobo on the streets begging for change and shitting in an old felt hat, but during the night he is Bum Cop helping the cops solve homeless crimes, and so like you would get to a crime scene. And the proper detective would be like looking at the thing and da 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 da, and he'd be like, "What do you think, bum cop?" And you like the camera would pan over to a dumpster, and bum cop would be urinating, <laughs> or like throwing up heroin or something. Now I've got to think of a really refined gentleman who'd see it as a bit of a challenge to play it. He's yeah. quite refined. Um, oh yeah, who is sort of the? There isn't really I'd like get a Hugh modern Bonneville day from uh, yes. from um, from Dalton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was having a slash. <laughs> but they go now. Now, Hugh, uh, could you possibly do a New York accent uh, and uh, gruff up your face and grow a beard and everything? No, no, I'm not capable of doing anything but a bumbly, jowly <laughs> Englishman. I've had quite a career doing that. Uh, so, do you have any range? Absolutely no range whatsoever. Have you seen yeah. my work? I played bumbling Englishman in a costume drama in 1995. I played bumbling Englishman in another costume drama in 1998. I played bumbling Englishman in a Richard Curtis romantic comedy. <laughs> uh, I played... Uh, I'm kind of like the ugly Hugh Grant. That's what people say about me. <laughs> I'm bumbling, I'm English, and nobody wants to fuck me. Hello, I'm Hugh Bonneville. <laughs> As I say, you remember Ian Nesbitt, who was in Cold Feet? <laughs> he can only play Ian Nesbitt. All right, I'm Ian Nesbitt. I'm from Northern Ireland. And they're like, can you do anything else? Absolutely not. You hire me, you hire Ian Nesbitt to play Ian Nesbitt. I, I can absolutely Africa. do fuck all but play <laughs> Ian Nesbitt. Yeah, so um, I think that would be great, and it's bum cop, and it's just like... Uh, Maybe we could get Ian Nesbitt to do it. Every every, <laughs> every crime scene he contaminates by, like, throwing up everywhere all over it. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm coming down off heroin. Who <laughs> <laughs> been there? I did, a, I did a rather large amount of smack last night. Disagreed with me. Uh, um, the, but, the last E tablet I took was bloody <laughs> awful. Bum cop, you're not supposed to defecate in the corpse's mouth. <laughs> You want me to do it on the sidewalk, Chief? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the stinger at the end of the scene. You wanted me to just do it out there? You'd have given me a ticket. Oh, bum cop. You have me in stitches. Why do we keep bum cop around? <laughs> You'd think if we were paying him, he'd stop being a bum. Uh, <laughs> they don't pay him. They They just give him old cabbage. They're like coffee yeah. uh, and cheeseburgers and used condoms. Yeah. We've got some cabbage left over from the policeman's ball. Which I'd just like to also say, if uh, you want to donate any half-eaten cheeseburgers and used condoms to the podcast, <laughs> we're starving. 
You can sell it. Normally, people can donate to Patreon.com, but we've set up a new uh, donation system for podcasts out there, and we're going to be marketing it throughout the autumn months, and that is the Used Cheeseburger Condom donation website that we're calling Tuft.com. So uh, send us uh, all your used cheeseburgers, uh, old yeah. cabbage, used condoms. Well, marriage ready to sign up for it. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know. Yeah, but... people, I uh, I really like you to use condoms and half-eaten cheeseburgers, please. And if you've got a, a an old 70s-style orange bowl that you've possibly borrowed from your grandmother's house, and in it you've done some of those nutty yet fairly hard turds, <laughs> send that over as well. We will take anything and everything except money. We will never ask for money. But oh, we will I've never ask... so, no. I no, would trust never, to myself never, for money. Never, 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 never. But if you have one of those little <laughs> orange uh, drug capsule uh, uh, containers with some jism in it, do mail that. Do mail that, because we would absolutely love a little orange container of dry jism. It would be absolutely marvellous, and we'd be able to live off that for a month. Uh, mm. These life hacks about how to live off dry jism are now available on my new website, jism.com, uh, where I have... Uh, it's kind of like BuzzFeed, but it's mainly about cum. Uh, <laughs> so that's... All kinds of cum. All kinds of cum. Uh, I had Black a, cum, Asian cum, white cum. Elephant cum. Bum cum. <laughs> Donkey spunk. Uh, <laughs> In fact, Donkey Spunk is a new game that I'm working out with Sega. It's like Donkey Kong, but with Kong. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> you could just, if they could make Sonic sort of go round collecting these yeah. big uh, wallops of Kong, it'd be great. Wouldn't it? And sometimes he slips on it. Yeah, loses, either that or. Rings. He's, still, he's still collecting rings like normal, but uh, he hits one of those little. Um, Cock rings. TV, yeah, cock rings. Uh, he, he hits one of those little TVs that normally have, like, the, the power boosters in, and a few of them just have cum in them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, it makes him pregnant with little hedgehogs. Uh, I don't know how hedgehog sex works, but I'm assuming that's <laughs> That'd how be it painful works. coming out, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Spiky. Um, <laughs> oh, little old Minty, she likes them spiky. <laughs> Hedgehog Sex with Little Old Minty, coming this fall to ABC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, so, yes, sir. Should we uh, start the movie? Yeah, let's start the movie. I'm on YouTube now. 
Do you have uh, all the questions lined up as well for later? I'm not I'm lined up, but I can I can I can easily find, find them. Easily find them. Easily find them. All right, okay. So that belch signifies the beginning of the film. So count us in uh, uh, doctor doctor. Oh, little old minty heaven sent. I love the horizon when over your bent. And I can see right up your tent. Oh, little old Minty. <laughs> I think we need to make that make that show, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. She's a lovable prostitute in the 1920s. Prohibition <laughs> times. Right. My phone looks like it's going to work all right. All right. Let's try this again. Ladies and gentlemen, for your listening and viewing pleasure, Doctor of Action himself... Doctor Action will now count us in to the movie Last Man Standing from 1995, the one with Jeff Willie Wincott, and not the one from 1996, starring Bruce, I'll do anything for a shiny dollar, Willis. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And there it is, the sky and clouds of the not-at-all-stolen-from-Warner Brothers PM Entertainment Group Incorporated logo... And immediately we go into, oh, it's Police Academy 5. No, it's not. The font just looks very similar. <laughs> there he is. It's a Joseph Mary and Richard Pepin production. Jeff the Willy Wincott, who's got a rather magnificent beard these days. I follow him on Instagram and Facebook. He's a jolly, jolly nice chap. Uh, he's been sober many years and now has a young child and a hot wife. So good for him. <laughs> uh, doesn't get many film roles anymore, but... He's so bored. This guy is just so bored. He's like, I always wanted to be the main guy, and now I'm just a a henchman. Uh, And uh, this is the most yuppie place that has ever been uh, broken into. Oh, yeah. I like his hair. Fuck off. I don't want to look at it. I'm going to have to turn down the sound a little bit. Like I'm was. Oh, could you turn the sound down on your end just a little, sir? Better? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, he took one to the face. This is quite a great way to begin it, though. Lots of violence, lots of stunts, and in the middle of lots it, of a, shit hair. a crazy hairdresser. I'm Vidal Sassoon, and I'm here to make... <laughs> A withdrawal. Usually I like to make a deposit in a vault if you know what I'm talking about. Bum sex. But today I'd like to make a withdrawal. Vidal Sassoon, buy my shampoo products. Stand there and I'll blow your neck clean off. (laughs) Not your head or your shoulders, just your neck. And how will my head stay on? That's your problem. This is textbook bank robbery. Oh, it is. Textbook. They've got no masks on, uh, no way to cover up their face. Doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter. They're just... This one's blind. Look, he's got a white stick with him. Yeah, they go, go, what did he look like? He had a really bad haircut. They go, no, I don't believe anybody could have hair that bad. I think it's Vidal Sassoon. I think we were just robbed by Vidal Sassoon. (laughs) Um, But immediately, PM Entertainment giving us what we want. Uh, violence against women, followed by car chases. 
Oh, yeah. which is always fantastic. But they're equal opportunity bad guys because one of them is a woman. So, you know, that's equality. Oh, yeah. Equality in 1995. I really don't think you can ask much more for that uh, when it comes to equality. It was 2017 standards in 1995. Yes, it was. People said that women couldn't be in action films, and this woman is just flagrantly being in one without so much as a buy or leave. Yeah, unless it's a hermaphrodite. It could be. And could I'm be. not judging. Um, or oh, you don't judge. You don't judge them after nights. Or men in drag. Because you tell them to go fuck themselves. They do. Oh, they do. My goodness, can they? <laughs> and here we are at the Hyatt Hotel. And there he is. Jeff Willie Wincott wearing... Uh, back then, Wincott owned a series of salons uh, in the United States that only sold outrageously shoulder-padded pastel menswear. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Do you want the matching pants? Uh, Absolutely not. My jackets <laughs> never match my pants. My jackets never match my pants, uh, but all of my jackets are, as you will see in this film, pastel. Look at that. Vidal Sassoon yeah. looks a bit like a shitty uh, Timothy Oliphant. He does. He looks like uh, Timothy Oliphant uh, had sex with a, a cobra. Mm. Or he looks like the dude um, Timothy Oliphant had sex with the dude from The Untouchables with the snake eyes. What's his name? Uh, uh, Billy Drago. Billy Drago. I love how his real name sounds worse than any of the names he was called as a villain. What's? <laughs> Are you making that up, aren't you? No, my name is really Billy Drago. Wow, you sound like a villain. Maybe we cast you as a villain. Who is this yeah. guy who thinks he's Billy Baldwin and he's not? Uh, Billy Baldwin. <laughs> he also looks a bit like uh, C. Thomas Howell. He does, yeah. He's like C. Thomas Howell and Billy Baldwin had made a bum baby. Yeah, made a... Now, now let me ask you something, Mr. Wincott. Where do you find these jackets? Well, it's interesting you ask, actually. Uh, I have a consortium of uh, jacket, pastel jacket warehouses throughout the Los Angeles area. When Joseph, I like these bad guys. When Joseph first approached Jeff Wincott and was like, uh, now we're thinking costume, and Wincott went, wait just there. I have a wonderful idea. What if my character only wore outrageously bad pastel jackets? Mary was like, that is, we might as well print money now. I've always wanted that. And what is that tie as well? Like nothing. The tie is... that the guy, that guy found fame with uh, Breaking Bad. But I know him from a couple of episodes of TJ Hooker. Or Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, whatever. Jonathan Banks, right? TJ Hooker's about... where it's at. You talking about Jonathan Banks? Yes, Jonathan Banks. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, Beverly Hills Cop, wasn't it? He is. Yeah, he's the guy who uh, beats up. Uh, yeah, because of course back then blackface was way more acceptable than it is now. Yeah, because uh, Jonathan Banks got one of those sort of dodgy eyes, isn't it? You know, he's sort of like one of them sort of half shutting a bit. Yeah, lazy. I eye. say dodgy. I don't mean dodgy. Lazy. <laughs> I like how well, he decided he was like... to disparage the man. He goes, maybe I'll be able to avoid bullets by leaping into them. <laughs> um, which is fantastic. If I duck mm. a bit and squint, no, no bullets will hit me, right? That's how, <laughs> that's how science works. <laughs> uh, you think... Do you think they'd seen that true romance? Yeah. 
You think, considering that he dived in slow motion, a regular speeding bullet would have been able to have got him? Oh, God, no. Not, not Wincott. Wincott just no. dives through glass. Glass does not affect this man at all. No. I love the way he runs. He's got a real yeah. good villain run. He runs like a villain in a cartoon, doesn't he? He's running like he's going to a barber. Or like, so he, should. Or like he needs a shit. To the restroom. See, now when I first watched this movie, I thought Jeff Wincott was dressed that way because he was pretending to be like a hotel, um, like <laughs> manservant or something, you know, or like a, a guy who worked in a golf club or something uh, yeah. at the hotel. But um, Undercover golf man. <laughs> but no, actually, as you see throughout the film, he just likes pastel jackets. Yeah. Why not? Get out of my way! I'm trying to cook some food! Get the fuck. Out of my fu fucking kitchen. You okay? ruined my blamange, you bastard! <laughs> I'd spent all day making that blamange. Oh, it's a shitty kitchen because there's nothing on those, is there? It's fantastic. What are they cooking? They're not cooking anything. That guy was trying to mix up some uh, papaya or something girly like that. It's fun. <laughs> you just stopped me ejaculating in the guacamole. Oh, the bad guy's wearing white socks with black shoes. Wait a minute. <laughs> you can tell this bad guy. Let's run through some glass. Why is this glass here? No idea. It's just some plate glass. Why would there be plate glass in the middle of a restaurant like that? Uh, so they can run through it. Run through it, exactly. I, I think uh, PM Entertainment had the shares in glass. Isn't there that Gary Daniels one where they're running through glass at the end in a shopping mall? Rage. Rage, that's it, where they're throwing people through glass in a shopping mall. Joseph Mary was like, I'm making another picture, Pepin. Get me 75 shades, shards of glass. I mean, the stunts Aim are pretty the incredible. Aim for the children, it'll be a softer <laughs> landing. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the children, and you ruined my jacket. You motherfucker. <laughs> it's ruined this, cost me two ninety nine. But Joseph's like, I'm making another movie, Pepin. Get those several, sh several large panes of glass. That's record time, so, were you about me? It's a good job he has long hair. I was able to pull it out of his face and slap. Well, of course, he, he didn't hit the water quite as hard as Wincott because his hair acted like a parachute. Yeah, I suppose he just didn't float down. Sooner than you think, I'll be seeing you real soon. I just bought this jacket. See? Oh, I just, just bought, bought this it. jacket. Yeah. I just I just bought this uh, lemon Probably yellow. Probably the Jewish ruin then. <laughs> jacket. He goes to his wife that night. He's like, you know that new jacket? The fucking horrible pastel lemon one? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it got all ruined. Oh, thank God. I mean, oh dear. Now I might actually want to fuck you. What, did I say that out loud? I'm so sorry. Um, although her jacket's not much better. Jesus, look it at that. It looks like his. I think it's shrunk and he gave it to her. <laughs> I've got a present for you, my dear. This looks strangely like your jacket. No, no, it's not my jacket at all. He's fucking wet. <laughs> oh, it's all the new trend these days, my love. You're late. I know, I'm sorry. You can tell it's a party because there are balloons. <laughs> Bunch of flowers. Just pulled that out of his sleeve. He's like, she's like, oh my god, that night school magician course is paying off. 
He's like, I'm going to make a rabbit appear out of your twat later. Uh-huh. I see how me and my wife make love. <laughs> as soon as I know she, she walks into the room holding flowers, yeah. I know I'm up to some. He's like, are you ever going to stop holding those fucking flowers? Funny, when, you just know he's going to get a thorn in his arse. Yeah, as he pulled that out, he just scratched right across her tits. <laughs> just a huge amount of, like, thorns. He's been picking thorns out of her all night. Yeah, probably burst the, the uh, implant. Burst the waterbed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Quite very sensual, though, isn't it? It's very sensual. Oh, sensual. God, yeah. This is, how, this is my dream of how I'd like to do it. With I'm... Minty. <laughs> Little old Minty, heaven sent. I like the view when you are overbent. <laughs> and I see up your lovely tent. Looking at your brown eye. Minty. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call you Minty? Eat my asshole and you'll find out. <laughs> Wait. I put a lifesaver up there. <laughs> you call it a polo. <laughs> I, I say polo. Pants off, legs open. Yeah. Wow, nipples and everything. He's like, I appreciate you taking your bra off, but I can't get it in if you're going to keep these granny panties on. I'd just do it with the pants on, so he's putting a Johnny on. Yeah. And maybe that's what Wincott's doing. Maybe his cock is so powerful mm. that he's able to penetrate silken underwear. They're watching this with Mary and, Mary and Pepin are watching this in the screening room after it's done, and he's like, Mary's like, what do you think of this, Pepin? And Pepin's like, <laughs> it's going on rather a long time. And Mary's like, it's art. It's showing just how much in love they are. I'm like a 1995 Lars Van Trier. <laughs> Who's Lars Van Trier? <laughs> We've Bad done all news. that you can, but the prison does right, not have a barber sense. capable of doing anything without a chair. Now, Seagrove, I didn't know you were a chair, too. Listen to me, you little punk. You should have got... I really should have it cut shorter. People keep grabbing me. <laughs> Are you see Thomas Howell? I could be. And Seagrove, you better get me out of here. You better get me out of here. I've got a haircut. I've got a haircut at seven. He's not a bang. Oh. I think this is the same house that's in um, 
land of the free and the same house that Gary Daniels runs into. Jeff Wincott is like, I'm going to sit out here and smoke a cigarette. You bring me coffee, woman. Yeah, coffee, bitch. I give you one whole minute of pure Wincott. He's like, I've just seen in this newspaper they've got a sale on pastel jackets. I might go to <laughs> buy seven more. He's like, I know I've got a lemon one and a green one, but I'd really like a peach one and a salmon one. Imagine if that if that was like the Clark Kent effect. She walked out wearing the glasses, and he's like, who the fuck are you? Is he putting mushrooms on top of his... <laughs> oh, this is one of the jokes, because his mum's, like, crazy or something. You like mushrooms. Hello, mushrooms. I've been on your cereal. Now eat it, you fuck. That's <laughs> minty. <laughs> <laughs> That's good morning, Kurt. Would you like some breakfast? Fuck off. <laughs> mushrooms on that. <laughs> I heard that. That's the magic mushrooms. Look, he's wearing a minty jacket. <laughs> and a floral tie. Good if when he walks out, she winks at Wink and goes, I'll see you later. Jonathan Banks is like, I don't want to be seen dead with you wearing this. Wincott's like, you say that now, but look at the pleats in your pants. Are you really going to judge my costume? You're wearing pleated pants, Banks. I love this guy. He's my favorite actor. Yeah. He's like the, uh, uh, the, what's his name? Um, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> He's like the Abraham Lincoln of actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want class, you go for this, man. He, he would have been better as Lincoln than Daniel Day-Lewis. <clears throat> you know, it would have been better. Anybody but Daniel Abraham Day-Lewis. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, you could, with technology now, you could actually put him back in it, couldn't you? Do you, do you think that Abraham Lincoln, uh, uh, the guy who played Abraham Lincoln in Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey, he would be good? Yeah, because he looked like him. I, I would have loved if in this section Wincott like killed the woman stand up as well, just because he's like all the all the people. He's just like I just kill everybody. Like that yeah, way at least it. that way at least one of them is a bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Nobody's perfect. So if I shoot yeah. you, you've probably done something. Like, better safe than sorry. He's like, and then what? shoots this guy. He's like, what are you listening to in your he's headphones? Got a gun. What you, I've got the Alan Parsons project. I'm listening to ELO. I'm listening to Michael Bolton. I like this guy's hair at the back. And then the other guy's like, Well, I've got some Latvian polka music played on accordion by some blind dwarves. Sounds interesting. Could you make me an eight track of that? (laughs) When are you going to come into the 90s and get a tape cassette? What are you saying, Belmore? I'm living for the day that there is a portable CD player <laughs> so I can listen to Abba Gold. He has, um, he has two portable CD players in his shoulders by the looks of it. Yeah, I think so. Jeff Wincott, always losing. Banks is whispering like, are you really going to let him poke you like that? Yeah. Wincott's like, he doesn't realize, but I have Sorry, a vagina on each shoulder. He just gave that. me a shoulder orgasm. He was finger-fucking my shoulders. Look at those waitress jeans. Would there be anything else? 
Mary's like, I like those. We can see a G string through those. Mary was saying to Pepin at this point, Did, did you see how I zoomed into her ass? Pepin, look I'm at not it. Look at sexist. it. Pepin's like, <laughs> What? What? <laughs> Wake me up when you break some glass. Don't mess with him. I imagine that's what he's eating. Like. He's probably eating mushrooms. I know a little bit about everybody. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> PM Entertainment sponsored by <laughs> Playtex Glass and Mushrooms. Mary and Pepin, that, that they were like the Robert Rodriguez's of this era. They were like, well, what is do we have? The, is that the characters that uh, they, they were based on after uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, <laughs> Mary and Pepin. Yeah, that's that's who they were. Yeah. That was who they were based on. They, if if it wasn't for PM Entertainment, we would all be under the thrall of Lord Sauron right now. But thankfully, yeah. they uh, helped uh, young Samwise Gamgee. Um, that doesn't at all sound like a name that one might give some weed or grass. Um, but young <laughs> Samwise Gamgee, they were the people who helped escort him to uh, the mountain where he threw Gollum and the ring in. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you uh, tried Frodo Baggins yet? Yeah, but only an eighth. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you tried Frodo Baggins? My wife won't let me do it to her. <laughs> Apparently, you need a tuba full of pudding and a large dildo to be able to Frodo Baggins somebody. Uh, chocolate pud pud. Which orifice do you put it in? Whatever orifice you like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a deleted scene from Kez. <laughs> and now, from Northern Director Northy Northerson. Comes the most northern movie that's ever been made. It's Grim Up North, the story of grim people shouting at each other under grey skies. Hey, you, you young bastard, bring that kestrel in. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> no, you can't have Kes. He's my best friend. I want to eat its head off. <laughs> Next up, the British film industry will be bringing us a fantastic film in which an angry northern father doesn't allow his son to keep a kestrel, followed up by another gritty up-north drama where an angry northern father won't let his son dance, and then followed that up by an angry northern gritty drama in which a young girl's dream to sing with the voices of famous Hollywood starlets are crushed by an angry northern father, followed by... Another film in which poor northerners have to strip to make money. <laughs> and now, what we've done is we've we've mashed two, and it's a northern father will not let his his young bird dance. Yeah. It's called Billy Kestrel. We've just done another one where an angry northern father won't let his five sons go into the stripping business. It's called Knobs Out for the Gals. <laughs> Except up north, it's very cold and breezy, so the knobs are tiny and shrink. And you know, you know it's grim up north because oh. the further north you get, uh, once you get into Scotland, 
everyone's either a drunk or a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah. Aye, not to be outdone. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I've got to think of a Scottish accent. Not to be outdone. Uh, no, that's not even a very good Scottish accent, is it? i got to get it. i got to get back into my accents. I haven't done them for so long. It's been quite a while. The not only thing I seem to live on is I am brewing heroin. <laughs> I fucking love them both. Not to Sometimes be I inject I am brewing to my penis. Not to be outdone by the grim northerners. We've decided that heroin is the way to go in Scotland. Heroin and lots and lots of whiskey. <laughs> I am brew whiskey waste with full heroin. I am brew whiskey, heroin, and raw sausages. Come to Scotland. <laughs> Nessie swears by them. <laughs> Nessie has a bowl of porridge filled with heroin and iron brew every morning. And then she tosses her caber, which is a euphemism for shoving her big dong in someone's butt. Belmore's in there alone. Hey. Come, hey, come to Scotland. <laughs> Take the high road to Scotland. That was in. That was based on an old TV show that nobody watched. Do you know why the road is so high in Scotland? It's full of heroin. <laughs> Shortbread heroin flavour. <laughs> Shortbread and heroin, the perfect start to a day. <laughs> this is, uh, for people keeping count, this is his third pastel jacket. Yep. We've had lemon, we've had green, and now we're on to blue. It's the Wincott Pastel Collection, available in shopping malls across Iowa for the next three weeks. Oh, yeah. It helps him, uh, it helps him fight. Yeah, it helps him uh, keep uh, in roses and bad underwear for his wife. Yeah. Put yours down. You kill a cop, you go to jail for life. This is the kind of dialogue we love. Put your gun down. Put yours down. I'll put mine down first if you put put yours down. I'll put mine down if you put yours down. Show me yours. I'll show you (laughs) yours if you show me mine. What? That doesn't make any sense. Jonathan Banks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's like just get me off this film <laughs> Oh, God, how, how I'd love to hear the Axelith theme tune one more time. I was in Beverly Hills Cop 1. It was the best one. It was the one with that gay European as a bad guy. Are you talking about me, Axel? 
What's his name again? Burkoff. His name. Burkoff, Stephen Burkoff, isn't it? Yeah, Stephen Burkoff, yeah. The guy with the uh, third eye. Looks e like a third eye, doesn't it? Axel, have you met my friend Jonathan Banksy Wanksy? <laughs> I told you, Burkoff, don't fucking call me that. I will call you Banksy Wanksy. <laughs> You're my best friend. Come on, touch my mole. Touch my forehead, mole. He <laughs> <laughs> can read minds. <laughs> the Stephen Burkoff sexual mole moment. A new VHS coming the fall of 1987. It's just it's just Stephen Burkoff's close up close up on his face, and he just keeps going. Touch it, touch my mole. <laughs> You're like this is really creepy. Who would do this? <laughs> You know Stephen Burkoff was a playwright as well. Oh, he's he's uh, he's had his uh, fingers in many holes, I do believe. He has, yeah. No. Minty. No. Banksy Wanksy, come here and rub my mole. No. <laughs> no. I quit. She she's pretending to be upset, but secretly she's thinking. At last, I can now do that prostitution racket out of my back garden like I've been wanting this whole time. She give a she's fuck. about she to go down on him. Look, on him. she's she's like, yeah. keep holding me. I'm going to slide down. Lower, lower. The only thing that'll make me better is if I can suck you off, Winkup. But oh, what you don't realise is because of her diet that that is purely lifesavers. When she, goes, when she goes down on you, the menthol burns your bad. <laughs> Ooh, minty. <laughs> Could you maybe take the polo out before you start? Oh, you've been using extra strong mints. It's because she practices on sticks of rock. <laughs> Spearmint rock. Americans are now going, stick of what now? Stick of what? What's a stick of rock? You mean English people suck on rock? What is that? Uh... Look at that. His, his partner's died, but he still managed to fuck his wife. Yeah, of course. If you, do you not know that death makes Wincott horny? <laughs> Wincott is like, my partner just died. I am massively hard. <laughs> Touch it. She's caressing his shoulder <laughs> vagina right now. Yeah. He's like, don't stop stroking. Move that thumb again. He's like, don't talk about it. Don't say his name. Trying to picture something else. Trying to picture Minty bent over getting mushrooms out of the fridge. You're getting upset about You never liked him. You hated it when he came round. He said we talk too much. Text all the time. Didn't like it when I fucked him. Nope. She's she's incredibly white compared to him, isn't she? Yeah, she's well, like a goose. It's because Mary was racist. <laughs> Joseph Mary only cast the whitest of people. Even Wincott. Weird. Shoulders brown, but hands really white. So maybe it's a stunt hand. Even Wincott's slight tan made Mary angry. Mm. Oh, now he's doing it from behind. Yeah, while she's asleep. He's like, thinking about my dead partner's voice while I'm still inside my wife. Is... Now she's, she's doing it. it. <laughs> she's like, can you feel the strap on, darling? Is that working for you? 
It's 2017. I want to be. I want to be respectful of my wife's needs. Now I can't tell. Is that still the same blue jacket, or is that back to the green jacket, or is this a whole other like shade of turquoise jacket that he has? I I think it's a different one. I think he likes to have a good range of jackets. A good range of pastel men's attire. People don't realize, but Jeff Wincott was in Police Academy. Yep, citizens on patrol. Yeah, he played Leslie Easterbrook. And by playing Leslie Easterbrook, I played Mike Winslow's knob. By playing Leslie Easterbrook, I mean giving her boobs a damn good titwank. Imagine that. There is someone on the planet who can say that they titwanked <laughs> Leslie Easterbrook. Or she titwanked them, rather. There is like a man on the planet, I presume, Oh yeah. that can say... Cause Which Cal- celebrities do you think got titwanked off by Leslie Easterbrook <laughs> in the 1980s? <laughs> Answers in an email to doctoractionkickass at gmail.com. I'd love to know your thoughts. I'd love to know which uh, celebrities, actors, or family members got titwanked by Leslie Easterbrook. Uh, there was Cal- she was Callahan, right? Officer Callahan? She was, yeah. I, not, that, not that I'm being dirty, but I am writing a book. Yes. It's called Titwanking in the 80s with <laughs> Leslie Eastbrook. It's a long title. We're trying to find a, a, a shorter, a pithier way of saying it, but I think we'll probably just go with Easterbrook's titwanks. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of self-publishing it, but uh, if there's anybody listening, probably from Penguin Books. Probably from Penguin or uh, maybe even uh, a children's book series about uh, Easterbrook's breast boffing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Easterbrook titwank. <laughs> Get on it, JK. <laughs> uh, I don't think she could ever write anything that would be as interesting as the uh, Easterbrook breast buffing. No, that'd be awesome. Uh, East, uh, top ten Easterbrook boob buffs <laughs> by Dr. Action, the kick-ass kid, coming this fall to Penguin Press. Yes, it's a pop-up book, you know. <laughs> Actually, halfway through the book, there is a pop-up of her boobs that is realistically simulated with some gelatin skin, and you can give yourself a titwank using it. That book would fucking sell. <laughs> yeah. As soon as people listen to this, they'll be like, I'd buy it. That's, 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 we could become fucking millionaires. I'm friends with Leslie Easterbrook on Facebook, so I hope she listens. And goes, goes, that's a money-making scheme. Put your salami between Callahan's norks. Coming soon. (laughs) Uh, Only Steve Guttenberg would understand. Yeah, that he did it. Like, like, somewhere in the world, though, there is a man who can sit round a pub table and proudly claim to have been boob-buffed. 
by Easterbrook. Yeah, it, it would be a claim to fame, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, even if you were like, say, who's won a lot of Oscars? Um, Meryl Streep, not Meryl, Meryl Streep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Al Pacino, Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine, yeah. I got an Oscar for Heather of the Sisters, 1986, proudest moment of my career. Other than that, though, <laughs> more proud I was, I got a titwag off Leslie's Brook. She played Callahan, not Dirty Harry Callahan, don't be stupid, but Callahan in a Police Academy series. My favourite favorite was, was Citizens on Patrol. Possibly, though, only bit of that was back in training. My favourite was Assignment Miami Beach. <laughs> I like, particularly like the one with that guy who goes, Ha! Put your hands down. Open the vault. I campaigned very hard to play the role of Zed. And instead, <laughs> it went awesome. to somebody else. How long have you opened that vault till the alarm? Is I don't want to do that right now. See, I could do the voice. I could, I could do it so well. Instead, I was in Hannah and her sisters, and I won a bleeding Oscar. Imagine, I didn't want it. imagine the prestige I could have brought to Police Academy if they had only let me play Zed. I wanted to stick my hand up Sweet Chuck's jumper. <laughs> Sweet Chuck, that's his name. Uh, you know, they should have got to play that. Who's... Brian Thompson <laughs> from Cobra. With the lumpy face. Got... A yeah. sweet chuck. Yeah, sweet chuck. Because he... everybody'd be like, people would be like, he don't seem like a guy who should be called sweet chuck. And he go, see, what I'm doing is I'm playing with your perceptions of the character. He looks like um, Minotaur. <laughs> 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 Who's the little one who, like, has a really high-pitched voice, but then when she shouts, she's, like, really shouty? Jones. Jones, that's it. I wanted to meet Jones round the back of the swimming pool. Yeah, I had an affair with her. <laughs> I wanted to show Jones my Oscar, and by Oscar, yeah. I mean penis. <laughs> Who the fuck thought Mike McCoy could replace Steve Guttenberg? Right. Can you believe that? What a load of shit. Yeah. I went for a role in Police Academy. I wanted to be Michael Winslow. I can do noises. Look, here I am being a car horn. Boop, boopy doop, boop. See, it's almost like you're in a car right now and I can do guitar noises. Listen to this. Twangy doo doo doo, twangly doo, twangly twang dang. See, amazing. Boom! I could have done it, but that shit, Winslow, goddamn it, <laughs> Listen to this now. Bang, bang! <laughs> goes a gun. I could do realistic noises of birds. Tweet, tweet, fucking tweet. Look at it. It's so good. It's like you're in a room. It's like you're in a menagerie full of birds. Right now, listen. Tweet. A tweety, tweet, tweet, tweet. Lovely. Boom. Could have done it. Uh, instead, they offered me the role that finally went to Bubba Smith. I just didn't want to wear heels. <laughs> true story. Yeah, Absolutely true story. True story. <clears throat> I tell you what, these stunts in this film are incredible. Bloody great stunts. Bloody good. 
Roper and Ebert gave them uh, two thumbs up. Yep. They were like, I don't like anything but else about was... it, but I liked it when the guy on the motorbike jumped through flames. Thumbs up. I think this is also In my this... opinion, better than Cinema Paradiso. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Mark Cousins. I'm an incredibly whispery and pretentious film critic. But I have to say, the pastel jackets worn by Jeff Willie Wincott in Joseph Mary's 1995 film, Last Man Standing, really arouse me. And therefore, I'm going to put it in the story of film. <laughs> the, first, the first three episodes are going to be about black and white Latvian films from the 1930s that nobody gives a shit about. But then the fourth episode of A Story of Film is going to be entirely about the 1995 Joseph Mary film, Last Man Standing. That'd be hilarious if Mark Cousins like pulled a practical joke. In other words, like for 30 years he was the most pretentious film critic that had ever lived, and then suddenly he revealed that his favourite film of all time was this one. <laughs> And he did like a seven part Channel 4 series on it. Yeah. <laughs> seven parts. Two hours each part. I just can't get over his jackets <laughs> and, his, and his crocodile boots. Look at this sequence here where he's riding a yellow motorbike, also pastel. I think he's trying to say something about the bland pastel nature of life. Because in interviews, people who were that near the set that day. Yeah. So what do you remember <laughs> when they were filming Last Man Standing? Well, I was walking by, and I thought, Jesus Christ, what's going on? This truck's overturning, and Jeff Wee Willie Wincott is on a bike, and I thought, is this a film? Is this real life? Because this is America, you know, and uh, it turns out they were just making a film. That must have been incredible. <laughs> Did you come in your pants? I would have. I come just listening to you tell the story. I went down to, when I was in America, I went down to G.C. Penney's and I <laughs> bought several pastel jackets. I used them as wank rags. It gets me <laughs> off every time. By the way, sir, have you ever been tip-wanked by Leslie Eastbrook? <laughs> I'm asking every man in America... How dare you assume I'm a man? <laughs> oh no, you're one of them. This is 2017, for fuck's sake. How dare you use the pronoun he? Refer to me as an it, goddammit. That's not politically correct either. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. So, dude, uh, I think as we're, we're sort of in the midway point, do you want to crack open some questions? Yeah, so where, which one are we going from? Oh, he's wait a minute, he's doing a Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's standing on a motorbike. Boom! Oh. Right in there. 
that's the way I get into a moving vehicle as well. That's the way I get into my lady. <laughs> I put the bed at the end of a very long road and I get on a motorbike. Yeah. It's the only way to do I it. Strap her down. She goes, I don't think this is safe. Don't worry, darling, I'm a pro. I ride right up to it, slam the brakes, fall over the handlebars and land right in. It's the only way you can fuck Minty. Minty, Minty. <laughs> She's not an old Minty. Her vagina may look squinty, but it'll take quite a load. <laughs> Alright, get the, get the questions on. Shall I get some out on my end as well? Yeah. I'm just trying, I'm trying to look at the questions. Alright, I've got one here from Chris Taylor. Yep. He asks, he asks many questions, he gets a bit greedy to be fair. But, uh -huh. um, where have you guys been? Question one. Um, uh, I have been, well you've been researching your books. Um, oh, I've been researching my books, about, about Liz Easterbrook's Baps. I have a meeting with Faber and Faber in the morning. <laughs> And um, I have been travelling around Scotland uh, trying different flavours of heroin. Mm. Um, and then he asked second question. Uh, what have been your action movie highlights of 2017? Your thoughts on John Wick 2, Fast and Furious 8, Triple X, Return of Xander Cage? Uh, John Wick 2, loved it. The other two, I've not seen. Uh, John Wick 2 was good, but not as good as the original, and I hope that there is more hand-to-hand -hand combat in the third one, because I found the endless gun routines of the second one a little repetitive. I also didn't like the, um, the hipster Banana Republic model uh, army uh, that he fought in the Room of Mirrors that all had the same haircut and beards. That was mm. stupid. Um, but I did like the world building. I did like Lawrence Fishburne. I did like um, Jonathan. You've been a bad boy, oh, Ian yes. McShane. Um, uh, yeah, I did like that about it. And I'll certainly see the third one. Uh, Fast and Furious 8. I loved it. Um, not as good as parts five, six, and seven, but still a lot to recommend it. Um, and certainly it is pretty damn ludicrous. Uh, they didn't quite beat the throwing cars out of an aeroplane sequence, but uh, they tried their best with the lunacy of driving around on the ice while a giant nuclear submarine breaks out of the water. Uh, that was kind of fun. Um, uh, but Jason Statham steals the show, uh, hands down, best thing in that film. Triple um, X Return of Xander Cage hadn't seen it. Then he asks a third question. God, Chris, you got really fucking... Uh, greedy on this one, mate. Sorry, but you really did. Uh, he asks, <laughs> do you think Donnie Yen has been watered down for his American roles? Yes. I don't know that I've seen Donnie Yen in many American roles. Uh, well, I've only seen him in Rogue One, but he was in Blade 2. Certainly was watered down in Blade 2. Uh, in Star Wars, he's, he's got to go with what Star Wars says, but it uh, helps boost his appeal in America, so... But uh, his main one was Triple uh, X 3, wasn't it? And I've not seen that. Oh, OK. <clears throat> Maybe that's what he's referring to. Apparently, we need to see this so we can answer Chris Taylor's question better. Jeffrey X. Martin said... Oh, he also says, glad the boys are back in town, um, which is a reference to 48 Hours and the fact that I'm black. Uh, Jeffrey X. Martin... <laughs> 
Jeffrey X. Martin asks, which professional wrestler has made the worst action film? Um, that's got to go to Hulk Hogan, surely, right? Yeah, Mr. Nanny, I would think. I think I've seen it. I can't remember it, but uh, I have think you I've seen, seen that. Have you seen the Barbarian Twins or whatever that movie is from the 80s? <clears throat> no, I've not seen that, but I'd like to. Um, they were wrestlers, weren't they? But I still, I've got to say Hulk Hogan. That's still... Uh, his his films are pretty bad. Like there aren't there isn't like a Hulk Hogan film out there that I'm like yeah I'd watch that again. Suburban Commando, yes please. Mark Burns asks Burnsy 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 Burnsy. He asks, missed you guys. What are your hopes for the future of action films? And will and will either of you be watching the soon to be released Terminator Two in 3D? I have no plans to watch Terminator Two in 3D. Uh, and my hopes for the future of action films. <clears throat> well, my big hope is that Scott Atkins finally gets his due and gets some A, a movies. I mean, I love mm-hmm. what he's doing um, uh, with Jesse Johnson and various other movies and stuff, and I still have to see a few of those. I love when he works with Isaac Florentine, of course. But, like, <clears throat> in general, I'd like to see him bigger and better. Um I would like to see um, the Raid dude direct another movie. Where he? Where's he disappeared off to? Uh, Gareth Evans. Gareth Evans. Oh, Gareth Evans. Yes, I'm looking for the right script. I'm Don't looking you know. for a Welshman with a black belt. <laughs> they have martial arts in Wales, you know. It's called burning your mouth on cheese on toast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the Welsh martial art where people just come at you with cheese on toast. Oh, oh that is hot. Molten <laughs> cheese. Um, no, I would love to see Gareth Evans direct another movie. Uh, I hope the Raid remake never gets made. I would like to see Scott Atkins get bigger and better. I would like Jesse Johnson given bigger budgets. Um, I would, I would seriously like to see... It, it, I know, you know, that, that we've got a lot of questions about the new Death Wish uh, trailer, which we'll get to, but I would genuinely like to see Willis try one last time. Like, I really love young Willis in action films and especially the Die Hard series. And it'd be really great to see him try just one more time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Oh, and um, uh, another a sequel to Last Stand with Arnie. I would go for that. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so I have a few more questions, but do you want to go with some of yours, sir? Uh, what, what have I got? Uh, Peter Peter Osmond, Bruce Willis, does he? I, I don't know what I mean. No, uh, he doesn't anymore, but he should. No. Is it me or does the new Death Wish from Jason Ritter, is it me or does the new Death Wish movie look bad? Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think if it was, if it weren't called Death Wish, I, I think people would go, oh, no, not too bad. I think it's the Death Wish title that puts people off. I mean, yes, it puts me off, but I will say this. When I watch the trailer, I don't think Willis is... I think he's his Die Hard 5 cop-out Willis. I don't think he's trying. It, it, no, it, I mean, there's, the, there's a quite a bit of humour in, tra- in the trailer. And uh, he doesn't pull any of it off with his usual panache. No, but he still looks fucking good with a gun. Yeah, but, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm not, no. I will I will watch it if it comes on streaming or whatever, but, like, 
I don't I don't have high hopes for it, and it's not just because it's a Death Wish remake made by Eli Roth. Um, it's it which it in itself is a fucking awful sentence to be able to say in 2017. Uh, there's Donald Trump as president, and then Death Wish remake by Eli, Eli Roth is pretty uh, close second. Um, but Bruce Willis, um, I just want to see him do better, and I just don't see that this is the film where he's going to do better. Possibly not. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, do we have any more questions on your end, dude? Grant, what? Grant, knock. What? Watch a vi- This is a good question. Watch a wi- wider variety of movies to become a more complete fan of cinema, or just stick to what you love. Discuss. <sighs> well, I think. I mean, <clears throat> okay. So there's two things here. First of all, if uh, the question is, should you watch a whole bunch of old classics just because they're considered classics? Um, no, not necessarily. I don't think you have to be watching. You know, Casablanca or Citizen Kane or whatever to be a complete fan of cinema, whatever that means. Um, but um, I think in order to track down more of what you love, you do need to sort of watch more. Like, I remember when I first saw Army of Darkness and was like, oh, this is the only movie that's like this. I love the one liners, I love the character, I love the effects, I love the. Blah, blah, blah. And it took me watching a whole bunch more movies to realize that actually there's a lot of those elements in other films. And uh, so I think you have to spread your wings a little bit to watch some stuff to find that you love. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with liking what you like. I agree. There is absolutely no need to watch, you know, Le Petit Pure by some black and white fucking French farce from 1923 in order to be a cinemaphile. I think that you can watch diehards and be a fan of movies. Like, a movie is a movie is a movie. I don't, you know, I don't really like to break them down. And people who only watch, you know, black and white Lithuanian dramas made in the 1940s I, d- I don't really understand those people because you know within 30 seconds I'm like well nothing's blown up and no one's fucked anyone I'm not interested so. <laughs> uh, but I would consider myself a fan of cinema but also at the same time like all genres should be watched like if you want to get into movies but that can be sci-fi action comedy a movie is a movie is a movie that's my answer what's yours Tom? Uh, my answer is just, you know, if you want to watch a film, watch it. If you don't, don't. But uh, I don't see any problem with, you There's know, like no say... There's no law against not watching films. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, you, I've never seen Citizen Kane. I've got it, and I will watch it at some point, but I don't feel the need to stick it on just so I can sort of go, well, I've seen it, and it is amazing. I'm sure it is probably very good, but... Uh, you know, I watched Undisputed 4 with Scott Atkins the other night. That's pretty fucking awesome. So just watch what you want to watch. Don't don't put yourself under any, don't put yourself under any pressure to to confer, conform to society. Yeah, no, there are plenty of films that are considered classics that I've watched that I don't like. <clears throat> but likewise, there are mm. also movies, um, well, film noir that, films from the from the 40s and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, comedies from the 30s and 40s 
that I really like that I would suggest people watch because I think people think old-fashioned films are not modern and actually human sense of humor and humans love of like gangster films and whatever hasn't really changed um so actually i've watched a shitload of film noirs recently you can watch older films and uh it's it's fine i I just want to comment on this scene because uh jeff wincott is showing his wife how to uh shoot at his mother-in-law's pottery yeah why he's why he's taking his shirt off no i don't understand it really but because now he's put he's it on, but not done it back up. Yeah. Bragging about the size of his moobs. Wincott was like, I don't make a movie unless I get out my tits. Yeah. Mary People want to see the Wincott nip nips. They want to see the little Willy Wincotts. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, any more questions, Sue? Uh, Mark Burns, Citizen Kane or First Blood? First Blood. Uh, Jason Ritter, what does Twatty Critic think of Death Wish trailer? He doesn't like it. It reminds him of uh, Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times and uh, Jacques Titty's Monarch. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Granite Knot, why are 95% of the people discussing film on Twitter loudmouth opinionated obnoxious cunts? It's a good question. Because the internet gives everyone a voice, I guess. Yeah, I mean we're we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah, uh, so opinions are terrible. Gave us a vo- this has got to be a bonding experience for a husband and wife team. You yeah, I mean, I do this a lot. Yeah, yeah, blow something up and run away from it. Yeah, it's a bugger to do in uh, snake skin uh, cowboy boots, though. I can tell you that. Yeah. What film are you commenting on? Uh... Last man standing. Yeah, you're, you're listening to it right now. Um, Tristan Nali Martin asks, I've just been fired because nobody wants to see vampire killers anymore, or vampires either. Apparently, all they want to see are demented madmen running around in ski masks, hacking up young virgins. Who am I? Uh, who are you? It's a good question. Who's any of this? Roddy McDowell in Fright Night. Yes. He was a sexy fella. Yeah. Um, and then his second question was, you lose, Gordy. <laughs> Gordy loses. Oh, Gordy, you just screwed the pooch. Who am Barry I? Barry Feldman in Stand By Me. Good work, sir. Uh, Mark Burns says he knows the answer, but so does Doc. Uh, Paul Adonis Rawlings says, here's a question. What film makes you swear like a trooper because it's so awful? Uh, Superman, Man of Steel. Um, yeah, Bat- that's probably mine. Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, um, and any remake. Ninety percent of remakes made after nineteen ninety-five. I tell you, you know, I, I, uh, I kind of go to see the films I want to see. I don't, don't usually have many complaints about it because it's my choice to go and see them. Uh, the films that I know that I would sort of go, <laughs> oh, can I hate it? That I don't go and see. Oh, Baby Driver! So, I did not like Baby Driver. I didn't mind that. Um, in Beverly Hills Cop, Axel is... Oh, in Beverly Hills Cop 2, this is from Dean Garman, uh, Axel is curious to know where Al's big dick is at. Or Big Al's dick is at, sorry. Do you know? It's um, uh, picking strawberries uh, 
in Lymington Spa. And it was probably dragged there by his girlfriend, who went, yes. why don't we go strawberry picking this weekend? And he was like, oh, God, if I have to... Oh, fucking hell, all right. Jesus Christ. What oh, are you fuck. doing? Uh, so have we gone through everything? I, I, there's loads of questions. There are. Um, a lot of them are just saying where we've been, and that's rather personal. It is, all the way up minty. Um, I think we're done. I think that's almost all the questions. But uh, jolly good show with the questions, people. Uh, uh, we like it. Keep them coming. Do we get any on Twitter, Doc? No. None on Twitter. Just um, people liking the post. Oh, Mark Burns asks on our Facebook page, uh, favourite action film since the last episode of Doctor Action the Kick-Ass Kid? Favourite action films? Uh, Savage Dog. Directed by a friend of the show, Jesse Jack Johnson. I haven't seen That's... it yet. I didn't even know it was out. I bought it. I uh, ordered it from Germany. Okay. It's uh, it's good. It's really good. Um, Undisputed, Boyka. Okay. With Scott Atkins. I haven't that seen is that really either. good. And they are both available now on UK Netflix. Nice. So, yeah, Boyka's really good as well. Some good action. Not directed by Isaac Florentine, but um, it's good. It's good. I don't think I've, I've seen... I've, like I say, I've been watching this shitload of film noir. I have, I, I have to say, and I, I hate to say this, but I have not been watching a lot of action films. Um, no, I don't think... I, I've just been watching... Um... I mean, we went and saw John Wick 2. I went and saw Fast and Furious 8. Um, what else have we seen in the cinema? I saw year? Kong Skull Island. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um, weirdly enough, considering I'm not a huge fan of CGI, I enjoyed that more for the monsters than I did for the human characters, who mostly I thought were awful. Yeah, they were pretty CGI, weren't they? they yeah, well, they were awful, and the monsters were actually fairly realistic. Um, Sean Eddy says... With Arnie just turning 70, can he pull off one last great action film or is he too busy getting pulled off by the maid? Yeah, he could do another action film. I would be great in it. I would have the maid and then I would buff her and then while I was buffing her, I would use a bazooka to blow up some other maids. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I say as long as Arnie can stand on two feet, he can keep making action films. Um, Bron Bronson did it right up until the day he died mm. and nobody knew what age he was what I think needs to be done is with I think less expectation more expectation people go oh, oh Ollie's going to make another action film just keep it low key oh you and, excited uh, for the, the, the um, escape plan too dude <sighs> yeah yeah because I really enjoyed the first one Okay. But, uh, yeah, they're saying that he's not going to be doing Expendables 4. So I prefer to see S Sly return for that. Well, Sly's not in Expendables 4 either. That's what I mean. I prefer to see Sly Stallone doing Escape Plan. Is he in Escape Plan 2? Yeah, Sly? they both are, yeah. Oh, they both are? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I enjoyed the first one. So, yeah, I'd, I'd quite like to see it. I will go and see it. So, uh I'd like to see Sly do bullet, in the head, bullet to the Head too. Yeah, yeah, I would like that too. Um, are you excited about the Jason Statham Punches, punches a Shark movie, Meg? Uh, uh, 
I'll wait for the trailer. I'm going to go and see it, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what film I did really enjoy. We've not obviously not recorded it, a commentary since. I really enjoyed Mechanic Resurrection. Yeah, I did. I mean, the, the script is fucking awful, and Jessica Alba is terrible, and there's some horrible, horrible blue screen. Um, <laughs> like, it, it definitely needed someone to go in and edit it way better. Like, it's definitely a messy shoot. I feel like yes. it was not a well-organized shoot. However, the action, which was done by Vic Armstrong and Jason Statham, like they both did the action together. That is the action is fucking incredible. It's great. It's 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 what you want from an action film. It's really good. It's really solid. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it too. I own it. I liked it. Um, Sloan McDonald says I need to hear about Dame Judi Dench's Minge. Come back to us. Um, well, we haven't spoken about her minge, but we've spoken about Minty's minge, and maybe if that was made into a movie, Dench would play Minty. Why not? Uh, she needs another Oscar. She does. Um, Alan Murray, uh, my friend from high school, says, always stay tuned when I see your stuff on here. Robert Long says, been a long time. Um, I suppose whenever you're with Robert Long, it's a long time. <laughs> a Robert Long time. Uh, Sean Eddy says, where the fuck you been, man? Since you left me, I've seen things and done stuff I'm not proud of just to survive, but feel a lot better now. So what you been up to? Uh, we've answered that already. Um, Philippe George, or Philippe Jorge, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but he says, where the fuck have you two been? And he asks, are we going to get a Lionheart commentary? Uh, yes. At some point you will, definitely. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, Matthew J. Constantine says, I'm here, everyone relax. Uh, Paul Brimner says, hey guys, welcome back. And Eden Curtisan says, Romania here. So we have a fan in Romania. Yeah. Butt tattoos. Yes. Uh, that's for all my fans in Romania. Romania, butt tattoos. Um, and uh, he says... Um, you said, hello, Romania, can we please have your results for Eurovision? And he says, 12 points and my apologies. I'm at a cousin's wedding, but you enjoy it, guys. No, so, I hope you enjoyed your cousin's wedding. Congratulations to the uh, Curtisan cousins. And uh, I do hope um, that you are happily married ever after. Um, yes. Yeah. It's always nice to see nice people happy, isn't it? It is, isn't especially it? in Ro kid. Romania, where they could probably do with a laugh. Um, I don't know. I've never been there. I'm sure it's a beautiful country. I've and, never been there. And not at all full of gypsies. Um, so <laughs> uh, I'm telling you now, Doc, we were meant to do this movie back on the 6th of January. That's when I posted about it last time. And the last time we posted a Doctor Action commentary... It was 13th for, of October for Nemesis and the 13th of October. So not quite a year ago, but pretty damn no. close. And now back to Last Man Standing. Thank you all. Red Corbett. Thank you for your questions and your commentaries. That was wonderful. Yeah, and thank you, thank you for for not unliking the page because you could have got I'll like it. So because I've not posted anything, but uh, you're still with us, and that's really, really. Even, even people commented today that I uh, we've never heard of, like fans we didn't even know we had. <laughs> so uh, I say fans loosely. I mean listeners. 
I don't yeah. want to assume that anyone is actually a fan of us. I just mean we have listeners. Now, of course, after he's shown uh, his wife how to shoot at Chinaware, she is now uh, a full-blown assassin. Oh, God, yes. Um, this is reminiscent of the nightclub scene in Crank 2. Yeah. All right, you Look at come. this nightclub. It's absolutely packed full of the most interesting kind of people. Yeah. It really is. Very busy. Yeah. You'd think, you'd think it would be Oh, fun. God, yeah. I mean, I'd love to own this bar. Yeah. Oh, what? Blimey. Do oh. this. Don't get many of her to the pound. No. Turn around and Wincott's winking it. Uh, excuse me. You can't openly masturbate in here. What I like it is in movies from the 90s where the breasts are so obviously real. They, they look <laughs> just so real, don't they? They are oh, just God, the yeah. realest of all the breasts. They're not at all uh, packed tight full of silicon. No. And on the wall, you think that's a neon uh, sign of a, a palm tree, but actually, it's a penis ejaculating. Yeah. In an outward motion. Hello, I am Stubbleman, and this is my <laughs> lady, Lady Tits. And this is my African-American friend, because I am diverse, don't you know? I am diverse, man. <laughs> Are you lost? I like that. I like that black guy in it. He's, uh, did you know he was uh, Morgan Freeman's stand-in in the Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, and a runner-up for the role of Lando Calrissian. <laughs> He's actually Lawrence Fishburne's cousin, hence the gap in his teeth. Mm. Uh, Wincott sporting the collarless shirt here, which I do like. I used to own plenty of those myself in the 1990s. See, the the really good thing, martial artist, wasn't he? He was really oh. good martial oh. artist. I think that the, the only thing that should have been better was that uh, they should play loud rock music and the women on stage should start scissoring each other. And it should intercut yeah. between martial arts and scissoring. That would really make Yeah, I mean, if I was a producer of the movie, that would be one of the uh, changes I'd make. More Ma scissoring, please. Mary, Mary, on, Mary, on the other hand, has just turned to Pepin in the screening room and gone, You see those ladies on stage? I have seven hours more footage of them. <laughs> we should release a, a DVD director's cut. I boom buffed the one on the left. Those I learnt it from a stippers fucking brick. I learnt it from Leslie Easterbrook. <laughs> Pepin on the meanwhile has chewed his own face off. <laughs> He's like, I came to this country to make art films. I had to deal with Stephen Burkhoff. I was going what do, you, to... what do you think of his wife? Now, do you think she's hot or not? Not. <laughs> she looks like uh, Gretchen Moll's ugly cousin. <laughs> Pepin was oh, like... Oh, silencer. <laughs> Pepin was like, I had an idea about a movie in black and white where someone stares out of a window at the rain and you bring me this movie full of death and gunfights. I don't know that Pepin had that accent, I'm just doing it. 
I presume he did. Yeah, well... Uh... I like to think of it like that, that like, like Mary was the action guy and Pepin was the... That's yeah. wonderful. I just guy. wanted to make something people love. I'm a big fan of Ingramar Bergman. <laughs> and Francois Truffat. That is a cool car. Yeah. It looks like uh, Knight Rider took some uh, Viagra, is what it looks like. Yeah. And his hair looks like it was covered in talc. People don't realise this, but back in 1995, this was the high... This was, like, the uh, uh, best lighting you could get. Like, that was the oh, best yeah. cinematography you could ask for. Yeah, this was a Roger Deakins film. It was. It was. Deakins was a master of the strobe light. Back in 1995, not many people were using disco strobe lights the way Deakins was in the movie Last Man Standing. This is on the AFI Top 100. This, it this is, one. yeah. It just uh, nearly got beaten to it by uh, Revenge of the Killer Tomatoes, the top yeah. spot. Top spot. And uh, I also believe that the Smithsonian Museum has a copy of uh, Wincott's jacket. Yeah. The wet yeah. one. It's still wet. That's what's incredible about it, even, even 20 well, years later. It's, that's why people travel from far and wide to see it. It's, well, I, it's like the Shroud of Turin. What I want to know is that in three years' time, this movie will be 25 years old. Where's our special edition? That's what I want to know, you know what I mean? Well, I've been on the phone to Warner Archive and Arrow and Blue Underground, uh, and I've, I've begged them for a special edition of it. I, I, in all seriousness, in, in absolutely 100% seriousness, I am surprised, considering some of the movies that Arrow, Blue Underground, Vinegar Syndrome, a whole bunch of them, even 88 films and stuff have put out, I'm surprised someone hasn't bought the PM catalogue and is releasing it. I'd love to do that. Did you just see that flip? Yeah, I did. It's because it's cause, uh, she likes the feel of braces against her titties. She's like, I'm not wearing a bra and I'm wearing suspenders. Mm -hmm. Nipples, say hello. Oh, okay. oh, this is the Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Stan Lee. Hobo Stan Lee. Excelsior! <laughs> this is Bum Cop. <laughs> Stan Lee is Bum Cop. Coming to CBS this fall. Okay. He's like Hope a he's like a guy out of uh, um, Miami Vice. He is, yeah. He's from the sequel, Miami Twice. <laughs> and the kids' version, Miami Mice. Yeah. And there we go. Your wife, in just a few short days, has become a mass murderer, having killed two men. Yeah, he's just killed a woman. Well, he's, a, he's, he's allowed to. Back in the 90s, it was uh, a time of uh, men growing sensitivity and diversity. And... This is really one of the best comedy routines ever. This guy was the Andrew Dice Clay of um, Idaho. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at a time when there was none. <laughs> when there was no Idaho. Yeah. 
or, or Andrew Dice Clay. I wasn't discovered until 1997. <laughs> I, I know they made a film called My Own Private Idaho, but that was fabricated bullshit. <laughs> that was pretentious waffle. I'm surprised. You could probably defeat this guy. Like, they keep chasing him and trying to shoot at him. I would just swap out his hairspray for some, you know, for arsenic or something. Yeah, I would, yeah. Sulfuric acid. It's a good job Winkot has a fast red car so he can go up against the fast black one. Yeah, he must have stolen that off face. Was his car red? No, his, oh, his, his car was white with a red stripe. That's right. And his yeah. car was a Corvette. Mm -hmm. The Face Man Corvette, white with a red stripe. But this is, this is like Knight Rider 2000 versus Knight Rider. Do you remember Knight Rider 2000 in which Knight Rider was red? Kit was red. Yes, I do remember, yeah. Um, that needs to be rebooted, probably with somebody like... Well, Knight Rider's already been rebooted, like, three times, yeah. I think. Yeah, but I, I'm going to reboot it again with... Um, I'm going to think of a really left-field actor. Who, what, to replace the Hoff? Yeah. Um, uh, Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? She'd get an Oscar for sure. She'd go uh, Meryl Streep for her role of David Hasselhoff as Michael Knight in the new upcoming Knight Rider has gone completely method. She's squeezed into some incredibly skinny, high-waisted jeans, and she's permed her hair. She's really yeah, you've good. got to set it in the eighties. Yeah, and she's got she's got to have like she's got to have uh, the tight jeans, the fro. Oh. Now, what about this? What if you combine Back to the Future with Knight Rider and made Knight Rider able to travel through time using his car, like the DeLorean, but instead it was no, Kit? I, I did. Would you like I, that? I, I'd like that. I'd go for that. And if I was an exec, I would come in my pants and give the give the director a hundred million dollars to make that. So instead of Michael J. Fox, it's Michael Knight, and Doc mm. Brown is still in it. Yeah, but he's played by Brian Cranston. Bella Cranst <laughs> Brian Cranston. I was going to say. No, oh. Brian Cranston. Wincott, you fucked your car up, dude. Yeah. It's not insured. <laughs> the guy was like, I just sent him up for a test drive. Oh, I know what we haven't commented on. Peter Salas has died. I know. Friend of the fucking show. I know, Peter Salas. Not that Salas, he knew it, but... The sexiest man in Norfolk. Yep. I have a sexual movement that I call the Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, me too. Cover my cock in plasticine. Cracking toast. What you eating, dude? I'm not eating anything. I'm playing with the box. Uh, stop playing with your box. Yeah, I'll tell it. I love looking at Wingcott. Hands off box, on with Cox. Courtney Cox. Court oh, wouldn't you? Back in the day. Ooh. Especially if I was dancing in the street. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. She's my master of the universe. Totally ran out of Courtney Cox things now. I bet she's a scream. Oh. <laughs> Especially if she's uh, 
200 yeah. miles to Las Vegas right. or whatever that movie was called. Is it 2,000 miles or 200 miles? That's 3,000 miles to... Or 3,000 3, miles to... 3,000... To Graceland. Oh, 3,000 yeah. miles to... This is also some revolutionary camera techniques. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By which means it's going round, and by which I mean the camera is revolving. That's what's revolutionary yeah. about it. That's <laughs> no, not. It's just the cameraman had one leg shorter than the other. Yeah. He's like, it's very interesting what you're saying, but can we get back to how this recording equipment to my left kind of looks like a face? <laughs> That's a robot. It's an android. It's a nineteen. Hello, <laughs> Hello. I'm a lie detector. <laughs> Where? The mayor's waiting for a call. Peppin and Mary are watching this in the screening room, and Peppin's like, "Can you stop moving the camera? I'm getting dizzy." <laughs> I never saw this in eight and a half women. I never saw this in Le Rouge de l'Epaule or whatever some fucking French film. Pershing Square, downtown. That's Jean-Luc Godard. I never saw this in Wild Strawberries. <laughs> I saw this man in Wild Strawberries. He's been around for years. What What I like about this movie is it never seems to end. Like it just it just always it's always going. You'd think by yeah, now they've had five car chases. They've had so many gunfights. You'd think, by now, come on. But no, 15 more minutes. It's, it's like it. It's like it. Um, it's like a stood on Viagra. Is he wearing a shirt or is that his hair? That is that's disgusting. tattoos. That's disgusting. Is it tattoos? It's tattoos, yeah. He's in a few films with his I think he's in Lionheart. I can't see it because no, the definitely, screen's definitely. a bit dark. But it looked like he had a really hairy pair of tits. You know. No, it's all tattoos. His death warrant is in. And he's also in Hard to Kill. He's the guy who uh, gets his ankle snapped by Steven Skull. Whereas whereas Minty and her cavernous crotch is hard to fill. It is hard to fill. Uh, People have tried. Little Miss Minty and hard to fill. <laughs> Put some lightsabers up there. Take them out. I have to solve a murder. I'll be back soon. I've got a pitch for you. It's like Miss Marple meets... <laughs> but she's a tart. <laughs> it's like Miss Marple, but she fucks everything in trousers. For a price. And the other guy's like, I like that idea. Will she also scissor women? Yes, but it's extra. Yeah, she'll do anything for a fucking dollar. Except horseplay. <laughs> she tried it and she didn't like it. She she draws the line at a dachshund. Everything bigger than a dachshund. No game. I'll only let her be in it if she'll blow a poodle. Nope, a poodle is bigger than a dachshund. Can't allow it. Minty won't do it. They go to Minty. God damn, Minty, you've got to blow this poodle. I got a hundred bucks saying that you will. Oh, that's my favorite band. Oh, that's my favorite band ever. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's... I've got all their albums on vinyl. They were the first film to ever uh, film in this uh, shopping mall train station. Yeah. 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 It was built especially for the film. It was. They spent a hundred million dollars building this. I like how people are here. just hanging around by the pillars. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Why is it in French? Did you notice probably that? Quebec, is it? It's probably Quebec. Is it Canada? Is that where it's being filmed? Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. Dicks didn't take the fuck. Oh, he's Look going for it now. <laughs> Sexy as fuck, that guy. What you don't know is that that's actually uh, Bruce Willis in one of his disguises <laughs> from The Saint. <laughs> hey there, Bruno. What you don't understand, actually, it's actually Bruce Willis from his uh, uh, disguise that he wears at the end of 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch that. The Good same, film. The same airport. He figured you'd agree with that, Captain do you suppose, like, those two guys were, like, Joseph Mary's friends or something? I think so, because I, I bet Robert Redford turned down the role. Ma- Mary he is was, like, I've got like, a friend with a hard face. No, no, I'm talking about the saxophone guy. He's like, oh, the saxophone guy. He's probably, the Kenny yeah. G of Quebec. <laughs> they yeah, call him Quebec-y G. French. <laughs> you would think they'd Quebec-y spot the signs. Yeah. Does he have a porn mustache and a mullet? But of course. He's, He's got the mullet, movie. but we do not have the tash yet. Oh, they've put their dead body there, isn't there? It's kind of grim. And it's pretty sick. It's also really disgusting because a woman came along earlier and fucked it. <laughs> Blew it. The saxophone player's got a bit of what? This is like the bus- busiest train station on the planet. Yeah. All these people are standing and around. The cleanest. Yeah. There's Stanley again. Excelsior! Yeah. <laughs> it is action packed, this movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. You would think, you'd think that the police would be like, yeah, we should probably should try and shoot them with uh, loads of. with loads of air. Uh, when you went up to when you went up to Joseph Mary's house, his uh, house in the Hollywood Hills, uh, in order to get in through the door, you had to dive through three planes of glass. <laughs> yeah, the doorbell was a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> a guy running away literally dove through a pane of glass to get away from. Oh wow, the saxophonist, secretly also an assassin. Yeah, of course. He's got I, a hell of a tash and he's an awesome shot. I bet Joseph Mary's cousin was a double glazing salesman. I can, I oh, can yeah. get you some breakaway glass. Don't worry. Don't worry, Joey. I got you covered. But there was no breakaway glass. Injected in my mouth. I want a movie he's just with... about that guy with the mustache yeah. and the feathered hair. Yeah, I believe it was a. Um, they were sort of going to try and franchise this off. Yeah. And it was going to be like a John Wick thing. Of all. It was of, called John Shit. John Shit. Of all the um, side players in an action movie, like, I want a movie about him. Uh, I want a movie about um, 
uh, what's his name? Um, fuck. Um, from the Burbs, Art Weingardner. What's his name again? What's that actor's name? Oh, Rick Duckerman. Yes. Rick Duckerman, who appears in Last Boy Scout uh, yeah. as the guy who owns the house in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Uh, I want. I want. Well, I like to think it's the same character. I think the um, electrician guy in Die Hard gets paid out by the electri- electricity company for like trauma or whatever. Like he yeah, gets like he millions buys of dollars. Yeah, his house in the Hollywood Hills. Buys his house in the Hollywood Hills. I want to film about him. <laughs> I want to film about the fat guy on the train in the Last Red Standard. It's just called I Ate Too Many Pies and I Don't Regret It. Um, but no, I want a film about Rick Duckerman's character after Last Boy Scout, like the sequel. The third part, really, of a trilogy of Rick Duckerman characters in Bruce Willis. Oh, films. yeah. Um, of course, Rick Duckerman's sadly passed now, so that might never happen. Um, and what, what else? Uh, what other, like, side players? Oh, Reginald Vell Johnson from the Die Hard series. Yeah, Ow. that'd be good. That'd be good. And it should be called You Can Call Me Out. Yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do know that that's the title. If that would be the title of his biography. Yeah, of course. And he'd be on the front with a big shit-eating grin with a Reg- Twinkie. Reginald Fellow Johnson. He's got a good name though. He's got a pimp name. Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson plays him in a fat suit in the movie of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson went real method for this. He lived off donuts for a week. <laughs> Twinkies. And what have you come away from the, from the role with Samuel? A better understanding of Reginald V. Johnson and diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Um, oh, I would love a, a, a movie spin-off of um, talking about diabetes of the uh, <laughs> character in um, Hard Target, played by Wilfred Brimley, who rides the horse yeah. with the bow and arrow. I want a, I want yeah. a movie about him. Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Tash. Oh. Yeah, Uncle that's it, Diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird because the train was just moving and now. It, it, as if you're going to. It can catch you in cowboy boots, you fool. Especially on that slippery surface. Yeah. Oh. You would think they'd get somebody a bit more of a match for him, really, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, although God, he has managed to, coming. he's managed to survive through all the glass smashing and the car chases. And yeah, he looks like he can pack, pack a punch. He's got a kind of Dennehy quality to him. Yeah, big bear. I would yeah. have loved a Dennehy action franchise. I'm surprised there never was one. Yes. Closest we got was uh, FX, wasn't it? Really? I would have oh, loved it had Joseph seller. Mary had like a blood cannon and just coated Wincott in fake blood. Yeah. So it looked like his head had popped when the train. Yeah. <laughs> the money shot. And Wincott was like, "Well, hey, that was that was some salty fake blood. What did you make it out of, massy men?" I uh, put yeah. red food colouring and my semen together. I don't know why Mary is suddenly French, but he is. Is, um, is it food colouring? No, I have STD. I have, I have blood. 
a dangerous thing where I sometimes come blood. Oh my god, what's he wearing now? He's wearing a waistcoat with oh, no shirt. shirt. <laughs> and she's eating a mechanum. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just came away from filming a Choc Ice commercial. What's funny is she's wearing a T-shirt where she doesn't need to be because she's also got a dress on, and he's not wearing a shirt. It's almost like she stole his shirt, maybe. I mean, even if I was built really well, yeah. like Jeff Wing, if I went to my, if I went to Claire, right, we're going out then, go and get, and get some ice cream, she'd go, not with you wearing that. Yeah. You look a cunt. Although she did just post a picture of you painting a ceiling with your shirt off. It's a good point. <laughs> but that is probably the greatest movie ever made. What, Last Man Standing, or are you painting yeah. a ceiling with a shirt off? <laughs> no, that's not a good picture at all. Doc Paul Croson in Shirtless Painter. Yeah. And you film. She should have done the bloody picture of black and white, shouldn't she? Made it look a bit more arty. Yeah. Maybe had you cradling a baby in one arm. Painting yeah. with the other black and Why white. Is it with this poor music over the top. Well, it's by the people, the it's by the saxophone player from the Look, Jonathan oh, look. Banks plays Doc. Yeah. That's who plays me in my movie of my life. Yeah. Gregory Martin, uh, related to George Martin, of course, who produced the Beatles famously. Never shut yeah, up they... about it. <laughs> Louis Fibre. Fibre. That was the one thing that Pepin was like, if you're making this movie, I have to have my pretentious French saxophone player do the soundtrack. Yeah. Mary was like, but that won't work. Oh, Jeff Wincott was a producer. Really, Wincott was the producer of this movie. Well, this was... He'd already done a few with these guys, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. This was... Um, this was... We'd already done Martial Law 2 Undercover, which was sort of his first martial arts movie. Uh, was Deadly Bet a PM Entertainment? It was, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. With him and Gary Daniels. Yeah. And Mission of Justice, of course. He'd already done that. Yeah. Uh, that's a great film. And that's a PM Entertainment one, right? Mm, I think so, yeah. No, it's not. I don't think it is, is it? Now, think about it. I'm not sure if it was a um, Im image image film. Yeah, it's not. It's not a PM. Um, but Deadly Bet was, so he'd already done Deadly Bet. He did a whole bunch. I mean, there's a whole bunch of his I haven't seen. Uh, there's quite a few I've not seen of his. Um... Open Fire, which I haven't seen. Uh, and The Killing Man. Oh, The Killing Man. Apparently that's good. Which I have seen that. Uh, Michael Ironside in it. Your Friend. Yeah, my friend, uh, Michael Ironside. He did a lot with Kurt Anderson. Um, and his name was Kurt in this. Perhaps a homage. He did Martial Law 2 with Kurt Anderson. Martial Outlaw. Uh, open fire. And I don't know whether he's in the killing grounds. 
No, he's not. Camera car supplied by Hollywood Camera Car. Nice. Yeah, lots of uh, Wee Willy Wincott movies to look up. We can trawl through them. This is episode 99. I want to see Street Law. A martial arts trained lawyer is forced to fight in illicit matches after he's framed for a crime, is dismissed from his firm, and all his assets are tied up. Oh, yeah. Um, Matthew McConaughey starred in the uh, sequel, didn't he? The Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. Kind what's, of the same thing. What's weird about this description on IMDb, it literally, and this is absolutely true, I'm going to read this word for word. A martial arts trained lawyer, Jeff Wincott, is forced to fight in illicit matches after he is framed for a crime, is dismissed from his firm, and all his assets are tied up, including his clothing and furniture, after he is evicted from his apartment. So essentially, that leads me to believe that he is naked throughout the entire film. Well, that's the reason to watch it. Yeah. Um, mm, sexy, sexy time with Wincott. <clears throat> but Wincott is Canadian. Did you know he that? Is. Yeah, that's probably why. I bet he was like, "No, I want to. Uh, I want to film the last scenes in in Canada, the place where I was born." But yeah, he did a whole bunch. A movie called "When the Bullet Hits the Bone," directed by Damien Lee, who he did oh, a couple probably, of movies yes. with. Bloody good director he is. And then it starts to go all wrong for him when he does a film called Whiskey Riddles and Dandelion Wine, which just sounds like, uh, you know, some sort of arty farty film. Uh, Sounds like the. Jeff Jeff Wincott is Roger McAllister, a Vietnam veteran with an attitude and a Harley. He's an unwelcome prodigal son who returns to his hometown only to find his mother recently passed away. All seems hopeless for Roger until he meets Ramona, a beautiful but unlikely candidate for the affairs of the heart. The trials and tribulations of family relations and love unfold in a mystical fashion when Eve, Roger's eccentric, rich cousin, intervenes and attempts to unite the two who eventually find their destiny as a couple. That sounds fucking weird. (laughs) Of course, he's yeah, in so um, the that. he's in the TV the 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 long forgotten TV movie sequels of Universal Soldier because people yes, forget there are, there are two Universal Soldier sequels uh, that were made for TV that are called Universal Two and Universal Soldier Three, even though there is also Universal Burt Soldier Reynolds. Two and Three that are different as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds was uh, in was he in one or both of those. He's definitely in one. He was in both of them. Burt Reynolds, that's quite a get for them. And Gary Busey. Uh, Jeff Wincott also starred in, of course, that famous film from 1997, The Undertaker's Wedding, starring Adrian Brody and Carrie Wurr. Yeah, that's the film that Adrian Brody got his Oscar for. It wasn't actually for The Pianist. No. It was backtracked for that. But he's, uh, there's quite a few... Uh, there's quite a few Wincots still to do, I think. Oh, God, yeah. If we can track them down. Yeah, I think... Uh, the killing Machine. Pressure uh, Point with Michael Madsen. So I look for that one. What year is that? That's later. That's like 2001. Uh, 
Battle Queen 2020 with Julie Strain and Jeff Wincott. After, oh, civil- after civilization is all but wiped out by a comet, evil forces take advantage of the weak. A powerful woman fights back for the sake of the vulnerable. It gets mm. it gets all of two point eight stars on IMDb. So, which one was that called again? Battle Queen twenty twenty. Uh, oh God, yeah. Have you seen the picture at the top of IMDb? Yeah. Bloody hell! Bloody hell! That was made by a director called Daniel Deer. Parent. Uh, Oh, sex and nudity. A brothel is the setting for numerous scenes in this movie. These depict several women in various states of undress, entertaining clients. There are several scenes depicting sex, lesbian kiss, numerous women topless, or wearing revealing outfits. I am in. I'm just going to go on to Amazon and see if we can order that. Nice. No, you can't. Shit. That probably looks like the greatest movie ever made. Jeff was born in Toronto, Canada and attended Ryerson University for theatre. He worked on stage in Anne of a Thousand Days, played again Sam, Romeo and Juliet, and in the Toronto premiere of Martin Sherman's play, Bent. (laughs) He moved to New York where he studied with Stella Adler, Michael Kahn and Eli Rill. Uh, director Paul Lynch cast him in the horror film classic Prom Night. Wincott's big break came as the Italian hot-headed rookie direct- detective Frank Giabone in the TV series Night Heat, for which he was nominated for Outstanding Lead, act- lead Actor in a Drama Series. It doesn't say what award he was nominated for. Uh, outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for what? The Canadian Emmys? I'm not quite sure. Wincott, a black belt in Taekwondo became sought after not only as a martial artist, but one that could act. Debatable. Wincott went on to star as the protagonist of motion pictures such as Martial Law 2, Deadly Bet, Mission I thought he said proctologist. Proctologist, yes. Wincott guest starred on the TV series JAG, 24, NCIS, Cold Squad, The Wire, Person of Interest, Blue Buds, and The Good Wife. Oh, The Good Wife. That's with Richard Bryars, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh... Felicity Kendall. He also does a voice in Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. He's the older brother of Michael Willie Wincott. Um, why not? Why a, why a spoon? Why not an axe or a knife? It's blunt, you idiot. It'll hurt more. Along with his He's brother, got... he apparently once thwarted a mugging in New York City. Mm. Uh, his brother presumably so, stood by and watched <laughs> while he did some taekwondo. His brother's just got the scariest voice of anyone in Hollywood. Uh, apparently he won some taekwondo championships, the Ontario Open and the North American Open. Other sports of his were also swimming and wrestling, in which he holds titles. Mm. He's a man of many talents. Yes. And many talons, because he rarely, if ever, trims his filthy fucking toenails. <laughs> the shit. Well, sir, that was awesome and excellent, and I think we're back with uh, both barrels. Oh, yes. Filled with 
spunk and shit. So are you... <laughs> Uh, which is just how Minty likes it. So are you saying this was number 99 and our next podcast will be our 100th episode? It will. Wow. Okay, then. Um, that's quite... I can, I can finally say I've done 100... Well, I've done 100 episodes because I've appeared on After We've Died a, a few times. But, yeah. So I can... I can say I'm part of the Undra Club. You, you can say it. Yeah. You get a special jacket. Do you, do you get a special jacket? You do. You get a special jacket. A special jacket with 100 Club written on it. Brilliant. And uh, and then Minty comes around and shoves a lifesaver up your bum. Oh, well. <laughs> well, we better get that recorded pronto. Because I think I'd rather enjoy that. Uh, but no, uh, that was great, dude. And uh, let's do another one soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Speak All soon. Right. All the Speak best. Speak to you later. Bye.